0: Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.
1: From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.
0: Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 27th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change on a Thursday. You can see the the gurus, Mark Porter and Bill Kerlick. It is a holiday. It is the NFL draft. Really, the main reason most of the Buckeyes come to Ohio State is for tonight and the next two days to secure their professional future as NFL players. Um, One cool thing about covering Ohio State recruiting is most of the guys that come here are the best player in the history of their town and all expect to be here for three years and then off to the NFL. And most of them are right. At least a good percentage of them are. So tonight, Ohio Ohio State will add several millionaires to its alums although I think a few of these guys may be touching seven figures already based on NIL, but I digress. Gentlemen, it is the NFL draft, but it is also Transfer Portal Palooza weekend. Three visitors who Ohio State either has offered or will offer or could offer this weekend. One is Lorenzo Styles Jr. Everyone knows that name, Lorenzo Styles Sr., Played at Ohio State, migrated to the suburban Ohio State uh, Columbus area. Thank you very much. And his eldest son, Lorenzo, went to Notre Dame to play wide receiver. Next son, Sonny Styles, you may have heard of. He is the tall one and the secondary. Lorenzo Styles has opted to transfer out of Notre Dame, change positions, headed to the secondary. We will see if that materializes for Ohio State this week. And the others, Taiwan Malone, we all remember, New Jersey native and the biggest power hitter you've ever seen, went to Mississippi to be a two-way defensive tackle and a baseball player. He has hit the portal. And Josh Simmons, an offensive lineman who's at San Diego State, and the hook there is Justin Fry, offensive line coach. Recruited him when he was at UCLA. So thanks to Chip Kelly for hiring Justin Fry. Bill, bring us up to speed on these dudes. This is going to, You're going to be the star at the beginning of the show here. Bring us up to speed on these dudes, how how they kind of came to be the three focused on the second transfer portal window, and then how you expect this weekend to go, and where uh, do you expect these guys to be playing uh, in the next 72 hours?
1: Well, I'll start out with a uh, shameful plug, and then I'm going to break these guys down in an article on Bucknuts coming up here in the next 24 hours. I've had the news this week on Bucknuts, uh, had it earlier this week, that you know Lorenzo Styles Jr. would be visiting Ohio State on Friday. His family let me know that was going to happen. Uh, they had told me Uh, actually last Friday night that uh, Lorenzo would visit Ohio State. They just didn't know when they said that uh, uh, they thought he would visit several schools and Ohio State would definitely be one of them. They didn't know when. And then um, earlier this week, they let me know that the the when would be Friday. Uh, Josh Simmons uh, told me that he also will be making an official visit to Ohio State on Friday. And, and uh, Taiwan Malone told me they he was working out a visit to Ohio State this weekend as well. So, you know, I, I never say a hundred percent for sure before a kid actually makes it to campus because some things, sometimes things happen; they don't actually make it. But I think it's safe to say with the proximity that Lorenzo is going to make it to Ohio State. Uh, Josh and Taiwan I expect to be at Ohio State as well. Um, In the case of Malone, um, he's a guy that, as you mentioned, Dan, he's a baseball guy too, first baseman. Um, Got limited at bats but in his first two years at Ole Miss, but Ole Miss was also the national champion in baseball for 2022, so that's not exactly an easy lineup to crack. Um, At Ohio State, if he were to play, be a Buckeye and play both sports, obviously Ohio State – is is not the defending national champion on the gridiron or on the uh, diamond, I should say. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, in, in the case of Styles, I think one thing people need to remember is that um, Styles is a great athlete, and Mark uh, can attest to this. We we saw we both saw him play in high school. We both saw him play on uh, both sides of the ball in high school, but he hasn't played it down of real college football in a game at cornerback. And that's what he's going to be at um, when he continues his career. So uh, to expect him to go somewhere and step on campus at a place like an Ohio State or that, of that elk, right away at cornerback, that's maybe not realistic. You have to give him a little time wherever he goes, but he, he's certainly an athlete that can do that eventually so you know those are the big three i think that in the case of uh, simmons he's the guy that they you could arguably say very arguably say they need the most he's an offensive tackle and they've been looking for offensive tackles since the first transfer portal period
0: i don't think it's necessarily ben chrisman in and uh josh excuse me ben chrisman out and josh simmons in but um I do think that's going to happen. I don't think Simmons would come out this far for the trip unless it was kind of just a let's make sure on this guy and then lock him in. Like we said, their goals on the offensive line, if they offer, my expectation is they're going to get him. Uh, Taiwan Malone is obviously interesting. I mean, I'll never forget his, ever, the video of him swinging the bat in high school. Um, It was impressive. And like you mentioned, I'm pretty sure Ohio State's baseball team had a rough year. Um, I don't know the details exactly. I don't think they were – I don't think Ole Miss is scared. So, like you said, there might be a better chance for him to get that done here. And then Lorenzo Styles, Mark, what is it you look for if you're going back and someone said, you okay, you saw this kid in high school. Can he make the move to corner? I mean – We all assume he's going to be here, I think, just because of the familial vibes and the regional hook. But um, if someone was going to ask you if he could make that transition, did you see anything that leads you to believe he could?
2: Yeah, I'm going back uh, in my brain now to the night I watched him in the playoffs and then I think earlier that season I saw him against Central Crossing. Uh, You know, he was one of the more impressive players I saw in that class. I don't want to say he had the – Marshawn Lattimore wow factor to him when he had the ball in his hands on offense, but they had him at tailback and he took over some games against some pretty tough competition where he was smooth with the ball. I I thought he was headed to tailback. I mean, just being honest watching that night, you know, maybe he was a little frail for tailback. He didn't have the, quite the bulk or whatever, but the way he slid through the defense and was explosive, you knew you're dealing with the best athlete on the field. Uh, The only catch I ever really saw him was the first play of the Ohio State game at at Notre Dame when he caught a little hitch into the boundary and was like, oh, boy, Ohio State made a mistake. Here's the number one receiver for Notre Dame, and I don't think we ever heard from him again. Um, So he is an unbelievable athlete. He played safety in uh, high school, and the type of safety he played in the playoffs, he was like 15 yards over the top, and he was more of a – you know it's like cover one he was just there to clean up messes so if something broke away something a coverage blew he was over the top to kind of end that stuff um so the corner move i don't know if there's necessarily film on him at corner uh could he do it yeah yeah he, he could definitely do it um i had a pretty high grade respect for him where you know you're saying it might be hard for him to come in and start he might have the baseline talent to do that somewhere. But his best chance to start at Ohio State was to get here before spring ball, uh, just like our guy Davison. You know, he went into spring ball, comes out of spring ball, the projected number one corner, lock it down. Now, in camp, there would have to be an awful lot of upsetting of the apple cart for Styles to come in. So look for a mid season, you know, push by him to be a, a rotator, a nickel guy, somewhere in there maybe. But uh, it's certainly great to have that type of talent at depth. And you see the changeover over this roster, you know, as we've gone forward this year with the portal and other players coming in where the needs are being addressed.
1: Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Bill. Okay. We're looking at the, what the Buckeyes have done in the portal. I was looking at this some more this morning. Um, they've got five guys coming in or have – that have come in they really addressed their needs in the secondary at safety and corner in a huge way. That first, that first period, they got two guys that are probably going to start or at least play a lot of reps, If uh, you know, in uh, Davis and Igmanosan and Jihad Carter, Carter at safety. Uh, they got some guys that, um, that are more depth guys like Tristan Gebbia, the quarterback. Uh, this, Period. I think they, if this goes well this weekend, like I tend to think it will, I think they can address both starting material and depth. You know, uh, Josh Simmons, I think it'd be a great candidate to start right away. Um, Malone and Styles, they're guys that I think are going to be at least depth guys right away and then be starters at some point for ohio state whether it be like mark said middle season late season next season, whatever
2: injuries come in
1: yeah if you you know if you uh you know put these three guys as adding them in the class you know again we'll see what happens this weekend with the five guys that they got during the early period that's big big additions a lot of help to the roster
2: you know, and just to take this not in a not positive way, but imagine this team without the transfer portal. Mm. Imagine, you know, who's stepping into those roles. Now, that would be a normal year in college football. OK, we got young guys stepping in. They get the reps and we'll be fine. We're Ohio State. And, and I believe that to be true, because I believe the development just needs to happen for those players. But there is a process of development where you may lose a game or two is this portal going to cut the developmental legs out of players on the team? And do we care? You know, like, Hey, we just got three, four starters. Hey, too bad for the young kids that we're going to step into those roles and be the next, whatever, they're just going to have to wait an extra year. So, Um, so just, I just think of that as a coach player, like, you know, we're happy, but do you think there's players on the team that are really happy, that are playing offensive tackle, playing safety, corner, wherever, that they're going to get bumped down another rung? Uh, you are going to look at the big picture where, yeah, that, the like you're saying, it's not going to be a Colorado mass exodus of players at Ohio State, but you're going to start seeing more and more players with the writing on the wall, and, you know. So there's the, the second rebound effect of this, I think.
0: Which is why, to me, and I – I've hammered this. This is why Davis and Igbenosen is like the ideal transfer because I've got three years of eligibility left. So, if you can go get a guy who's actually better than the guys on your roster and has similar eligibility, then to me, you don't. That's not recruiting over somebody. That's recruiting next to somebody. Um, it's kind of like Chevy Chase. Is like they're not laughing at you. They're laughing near you. So uh, and we and
1: we should mention too that all these guys this weekend um, Simmons Styles Malone they all have multi multiple years of eligibility. In the case of Simmons, he may have up to four years of eligibility. Um, you know, he, he he told me that he knows for sure he's got three years of eligibility, and he's been told that. He can get a COVID year if he wants it. So he's potentially got four years of eligibility and he's already started 13 college games for San Diego state.
0: This is why when we discussed the portal and everyone was being so negative that I said, look, eventually the idea that your Ohio state, everything flows to the top, man. Where would you go? It's not that complicated. So what's going to end up Ohio state's going to get to pick and choose. I'm telling you, it's, It's good to be a Buckeye. Let's just put it that way.
2: Free agency, Uh, here we come.
0: We're we're there. Yeah, we're definitely Um, there. And by the way, there's a salary cap in the NFL. Before that, go look at who did well in free agency. It was the owners with the most money. So when you can offer the most now, like Ohio State can in terms of opportunity, look at tonight, man. Tonight will not hurt the Buckeyes, okay? Like I said, every single guy going into the portal. In the back of their mind is going for playing time, and the trickle down effect or trickle up effect is the NFL. So I think and, we've covered and that. I, what, and what I might it? add
1: that uh, Josh Simmons, he's well aware of what's going to happen tonight. Uh, he mentioned that, hey, High State's got two dudes, I think, as, as maybe he put it first round dudes. And he's not talking right. about uh, uh,
0: um, kickers, <laughs> he's talking about uh paris johnson and dewan jones and by the way luke Whippler will also probably be a top 100 pick and we didn't even think he was going to leave so uh beauty is in the eye of the beholder and ohio state has got some very beautiful football players let's take a quick break at our 15 minute mark come back and talk about avoiding crisis
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: All right, gentlemen. Many of the questions that are being logged down the right rail of my admin here regard Aaron Scott, cornerback, Springfield. Is he the best corner in Ohio? If he's not, it's Bryce West. And uh, we I've asked this of these two gurus. I don't remember a time when the state had two corners this good. You can maybe make an argument there was one better. Um, but I don't remember two in-state guys in the same class that I really thought you could probably pop out there at the boundary and the field corner for Ohio State and then not recruit corners for three, three years. I digress. Of course, they're going to recruit corners. But I think the point is made.
2: Let, let's, make the, that four, let's make that four corners with uh, Terion Nichols from Withrow with the Notre Dame offer, and uh, Carson Hobbs headed to Notre Dame from Mueller. So let's make it – I don't know if there's been four corners that are eaten from that end of the trough in the same class.
0: Even better. Noted uh, zero of the four are committed to Ohio State right now, so let's address that. Bill, Aaron Scott, do you? I'm sure you've heard the uh, whispers and seen the angst. Um, there's some real fear that Aaron Scott is going to matriculate up north. Do you feel the same fears?
1: Well, I want to go back to, to Bryce West to start that answer. Okay, it was just a matter of maybe a month or two months ago at most that uh, uh, there was a lot of talk about Bryce West going to Michigan. And I'm not saying that can't happen, but uh, all the trending, and, and I had Bryce picked to Ohio State, Chris DeVall, to Ohio State very early, and all the trending has been Ohio State with Bryce West. Um, and, I, again, I'm not saying that Aaron, uh, Aaron Scott is not going to Michigan. I think they're a viable option for him but he's going to take his official visits and then he's going to make his decision shortly after those official visits one of those official visits is ohio state and that happens to be the last official visit uh that'll be the weekend of june 23rd 24th he wants to make his decision shortly after that end of june early july that bodes well for the buckeyes if you look at his crystal ball It is 100% Ohio State right now. So, you know, I'm continuing to keep my pick on Ohio State. I'm not ruling out Michigan. You know, the visits are going to tell a tale. But when the Buckeyes get the last shot and it's an in-state kid, that's not an easy one uh, for any other school to beat.
0: Mark, what are your vibes on Scott?
2: Yeah, you know, I – I've been going back months. I don't want to be negative Nancy or Debbie Downer, but I was bringing up that Michigan's confident. Uh, Michigan uh, beat Ohio State, and, you know, it was, it was an anger at What do we have to do to get the respect down there? We beat you again. Still no one respects us. You know, they've been coming hard to Ohio. You know, Harbaugh didn't even let his coaches go into Ohio. They didn't use scouting Ohio, quite frankly, for years because they weren't really taking players. They didn't want to lose to Ohio State repeatedly was – you know, the kind of thing. But they they flipped the switch there, and they've attacked. And, you know, boy, would Aaron Scott be a, a shot across the bow? I thought uh, the running back from Moeller was the shot across the bow. But Gordon this – this, yep. yeah, this, this is a new year for Ryan Day with this Michigan. We haven't seen this feistiness out of Michigan in this – I don't want to say reluctant to stay after prospects that Ohio State has offered. I, I think they know uh, – how valuable that is at Michigan to send that message to Ohio state that we're now your equal again. And we're not the whipping boy up North that you just, you know, ragged all us around for years. And, and I hate to admit that it's, you know, not what people want to hear, but Aaron Scott was a lock to Ohio state a couple of months ago and you may lose him, you know? So, but it, but months ago, I was hinting at this. I was, you know, dealing with Michigan and, you know, get catching their vibe, as you say, where they weren't, they weren't knocking a full court press, Ohio. Their coaches are going to be in those schools, and it's really it's a new day for you know Ohio State. It's it's been it's been too long of them being the whipping boy, and it just it had to turn at some point, whether we like it or not. And hopefully, the sooner we can get it turned back off, the better.
0: Yeah, Jordan. They, they, really... it,
2: in the last in the last ten years, they wouldn't even have had a chance. And a player like Aaron Scott, it wouldn't even have been a conversation. It would have been a laughing thing, but this is, this is a real conversation, which is, which is not fun.
0: Phil, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. I think Michigan technically has the number one class in 24 seven sports right now. Is that accurate? Yeah, uh, barely over Ohio state. And, and that's been an interesting uh,
1: situation because it's, you know, kind of gone back and forth a little bit recently and, the commitments from both schools, especially the uh, kids from Ohio that are going to Michigan, have kind of uh, uh, been on Twitter, and you get the answering back from the Ohio and the Ohio State kids uh, that are committed. You get the answering back, and you know you'll see uh, someone from Ohio State, for instance, one of their kids say, you know, quality over quantity, um, Michigan has the slightly higher class in the rankings right now, but that's because they have two more commitments than Ohio State does right now. It's really close. Um, I still think in the end, Ohio State is going to end up with the better class, but at least for now, Michigan has taken a slightly, they're number one, and Ohio State is number two.
2: You know, to back up a little more what I was saying, you know, I was at the Michigan camp last summer, and Bill and I, you know, stand at every Ohio State camp, We've seen the red carpet at Ohio state be rolled out for players, whether it's highly talented recruits sitting in the golf cart with urban or Ryan day, riding around from each field to field, you know, really getting that shoulder rubbing and they, you know, they almost don't have to do anything. They get treated like royalty. When I was at Michigan, I watched the Glenville crew, you know, come in there strong and talking about red carpets for those guys. I mean, you know, this is a real, they, they, that day, I remember them saying we're going to get Bryce West and, I remember some recruiting visits we've talked about a couple months ago where they rolled out the carpet for Bryce West. So I think uh, Bryce West is going to Ohio State, but they don't. They think they're still in there. It's a 50-50 tug of war. Um, You know, boy, this is a more real battle that I think we want to believe in here. But, I mean, I'm, I'm watching it with my own two eyes where, you know, Ohio kids weren't at Michigan camps the last five or six years, and now there's red carpets and stuff like that and, you know, So get ready, guys.
1: Going back to the rankings real quick, you asked about Dan. Uh, Michigan's number one with 14 commitments. Uh, Their average per commitment is 91.87. Ohio State's number two with 12 commitments, but their average per commitment is 93.31. So, again, that's why the Ohio State commitments are tweeting quality over quantity. But then you got Georgia at number three with their 11 commitments, They're number three, but their average is the best of all of
0: them at 94.36. I'll just go on the record here because I don't have to talk to those guys like you do, but I I will be shocked if Scott goes to Maryland, and I'd be even more shocked if Michigan finishes with a higher-rated recruiting class. This actually happens pretty frequently during the run-up to the classes being finished, and and Bill touched on it the way the class calculator works, it, there is a quantity versus quality vibe to it before it, it flattens out. Put it this way, Bill, are you looking at it right now? I'm not. I am. Where's Alabama? Huh.
1: Alabama is not in the top 15 right now. And you know, know that it's not going to be there. They're number 17 right now. That's not I, will be.
0: you, yeah. I will bet you, I will bet you, Bill's mortgage that Alabama finishes above 17. So let's just take it from there. Uh, There's been a question bill about taking three running backs in the class. They've got James peoples and Sam Williams Dixon already signed up and there's other guys they are still talking to. I actually asked you about this. um, So whoever asked that question, I'll go back and find it and um, give you credit for it. Mika Hannah, one of our best, uh, they think of Sam Williams Dixon in the athlete category like a, like a Curtis Samuel, am I right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, that I? Them, theoretically, then to go with the two running backs, you got James Peoples, and then slide uh, the hyphenated guy, Sam Williams Dixon into the athlete position. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, right? I,
1: they, go uh, ahead, Bill. They, they recruited Sam Williams Dixon as a Curtis Samuel type guy. He can line up in the backfield, play running back, which he does. He wants to do that. He wants to play running back. He's okay with going out in the slot. Um, maybe even out wide, but uh, more along the lines of a Curtis Samuel. And there's a, I think there's a good chance that Iowa State is going to have three running backs in this class. You know, they would love to get, uh, say, a Taylor Tatum, and they have a shot there. He's the country's number two running back. Uh, they really like Jordan Lyle from Florida. They certainly have a sh- shot there. Um, he has a highest State in his final five. He scheduled an official visit to high State for June 2nd to June 4th. Uh, Jordan Lyle certainly is a guy to keep a, a, an eye on. So if they can add a Lyle or a Tatum, absolutely they'll take three running backs in this class. Uh, um, and if you look at it, they might only have two running backs on the roster, scholarship running backs on the roster after this coming season. Mayan Williams, Travion Henderson, uh, absolutely could be on the NFL. Uh, they've got five right now. So, you know, they, they definitely have a need there. I'm
2: Dan. Um, Are you kidding me? Uh, Just kidding. Go ahead. I saw the question pop up about the corners, and I broke down Charles Lester and Kobe Black. Right. Those names popped right in my head as if we did have the nightmare scenario. No West, no Scott. There are other human beings alive to play football in that position. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's not the guys we want, but they're out there. Uh, to the Sam Williams-Dixon, to, to expound on that, I'm sorry. I did the kid a disservice. When I broke down his film a couple months ago and we featured it, I featured him as a running back. He had more receiving plays on the film I could have cut out and put in there. Now, they were 10-yard dinks and dunks. They were little flat passes. They weren't flashy. They weren't whatever. There were a few where he shook people down and made a miss, but there were so many freaking touchdown runs where he hit the seam and went 60 or 80. In two minutes of highlights, I put more of those. So as I'm hearing this talk of the the, the hybrid role, I'm thinking to myself, I kind of saw that, and I downplayed it. You know, and and I didn't mean to downplay it. I just it's hitting me now that okay, when those Ohio State coaches watched that film, they didn't just look at the two minutes I did, they did what also what I did. They saw the 17 minutes and wow, there's a lot of catches here. Boy, this kid has natural hands. Boy, do you see him in space out in the flats, make guys miss, et cetera, et cetera. So that may be the you know, some of the missing piece of this. And he may not truly be a running back in their eyes. So when you say is it a three running back class. I'd say never you're going to get three running backs in a class. Those guys have to be, you know, like looking around like one of us is this history. Mm -hmm. So maybe two running backs, one slot, you know, and then the receivers maybe. But I mean, even uh, just be an unpopular opinion again today, I'm going to get fired after the show. That's a hard sell one. That's a hard sell. Three guys that play really similar roles in one class. I mean, boy, we got some salesmen on the Ohio State, you know, that are saying, hey, there's a role here. There's seven carries a game here for you. There's there's eight touches over here for you. Uh, boy, I mean, hats off to the Ohio State staff for, you know, giving these kids a vision where they can see themselves doing damage in an Ohio State uniform.
1: And, and I want to I piggyback on that real quick, uh, the hats off to the Ohio State staff. I was talking to somebody from another school, uh, out in, not Ohio State, and, and – They were recruiting Sam Williams-Dixon, and they said, hey, Ohio State has really done a great job of advanced scouting uh, on these Ohio guys. Uh, This this particular school absolutely wanted Sam Williams-Dixon a lot. Uh, They were really disappointed that Ohio State got in on him so early, pushed for him so early, and and got him. They, They were ultra impressed with him. And just, they gave a lot of props to the high state staff for their advanced scouting and figuring out where they wanted Sam Dixon and that they wanted him and where they went for it and got him.
0: Yeah. Darren Dorsey, I'm always going to give him a shot because of his first name. We know this. Uh, I think you'll be surprised. That's what I'll say to that. Um, I do think they will end up with two – James Peoples, another running back, and obviously the Ohio. And, and I also will say this, like you said about the advanced scouting, any angst there was about Sam Williams-Dixon, I think will be gone by about week two or three of the season when he gets to pick north and runs away from people in the big schools like he did the small schools. I think uh, that's pretty much a guarantee. All right, let's get one last question in here. Chris Glover. Oh my! Actually, let's do two, and I'll come back to Chris Glover. And I'll take this one. Were any of you surprised that Tyler Buckner has entered the portal? Tyler Buckner, of course, the Notre Dame quarterback, San Diego native. I actually know some people who know him a little bit, and I was told high maintenance, and not surprised. So there you have that. <laughs> um, what did we have here? Okay, yes. Receivers down the line in Ohio, the answer to this is yes. The name that keeps popping in my brain, and I guess this is with a good reason, is Chris Henry's son um, in the Cincinnati area who's transferred to schools. I can't remember where he's at now. He's living with uh, Pac-Man.
2: Withrow.
0: Uh, correct. My bad. He wasn't at Withrow. He was at a uh, – Claremont.
2: Claremont.
0: West Claremont. Is that a school?
2: Yep. West Claremont.
0: Now, Withrow, and I think that's probably, you know, Withrow is certainly a a well-known name on the football scene. Are there some other guys, some great ones that we need to know about? Let me ask you a question. In the class of 2025 here in the Dayton area, there's a guy named Dorian Brew. Some say corner, some say wide receiver. Mark, what do you say?
2: That was the top guy on my list, and I would have said the same thing. He's such a good player, like a Lattimore, that if he had to flip the defense, it'd be a done deal. Chris Henry, Peyton Cook at Archbishop Hoban was a freshman that snuck in the varsity uh, you know, lineup late in the year. Coach Hartline's been in to see him. He's coming to camp. Keep an eye on him. He's going to be a big-timer.
0: Uh, and Sam, my guy Sam on the same – Sam Greer. That's a couple yep. good freshmen to build around for the next few years.
2: And they have another freshman there, Ace Brown, who's a freshman for Hoban. I mean, they, they're loaded. They're, they, that's, that's what Hoban oh, is. Freezing, you know?
0: Football, yeah. So, wow.
2: Uh, Tion Teon Hunter's a receiver over at Huber Heights Wayne. And uh, Preston Bowman over at Pickerington North, there's some another young receiver. So there's a handful of guys coming up through when you're talking young receivers. You know, obviously 2024 we've gone out of state and the Ohio guys probably won't factor in unless Sam Williams Dixon is the de facto, you know, receiver from Ohio in this class.
0: Yeah. That's a good point, Mark. Like uh, when Ohio state is making its recruiting list for wide receiver, they're literally going after the best prep prospects on the earth. If there's one playing exchange ball in Switzerland, they'll get them. I mean, uh, that's where you're at. I'm serious. You're at like, if you guys listen to these draft shows, and I'm a geek, but every draft person on earth has a podcast now. Don't worry. Just search. There's a trillion. They will all, and they'll ask, oh, is there any position that the NFL people look at? The low-hanging fruit is to say the Ohio State wide receiver. Then you get like someone saying, uh, oh, the Iowa tight ends. But the first thing that comes up is a group of greatness is the Ohio State wide receivers, which is a perfect place to leave it. Keep it locked in. Hold
2: on. Dan Dan just broke the hearts of 1,400 receivers that are playing high school football in Ohio right now. There's 700 teams and there's 1,400 receivers, 2,100 receivers if you include the slot. If they're listening to this podcast, they're in tears hearing what Jan just laid down because, Dan, that is the truth. When you're talking about, and I don't want to d- extend this podcast, but boy, the receivers at Ohio State in recent years, you, boy, you have to be an absolute specimen with parents that are specimens, with ancestors that are specimens. I mean, it, it's it's really been a great run. So I know there's a little humor there, but boy, there's some truth to 2,100 receivers just putting their heads down right now. I mean, they're going to not matter the- what doesn't matter what you guys do. The game's already been played.
0: I mean, they had the. If you look at the guys they're looking at now, it's just a, uh, a bevy of five stars. So we appreciate it. Like I said, make sure you have yourself locked into Bucknuts tonight. We'll have tons of coverage on all the guys that get drafted. And you're not going to have much time once the draft starts. I know they've gone from 15 minutes between picks to 10 minutes. But there's rumors now that Ohio State could go 2-3, 2, three, um, two three, 11. And then who knows after that? And then, of course, the second day and third day will be replete with Buckeyes as well. And, like Bill told you, this is going to be a big transfer weekend. I would be surprised if they don't emerge with three transfer commitments. I should tease you up nice. Have a good one, Buckeyes. Bucs.